I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey, everybody. If you're hearing this, it means I'm dead. JK, uh, Derek's going to take over and host for me this week, Derek Waters of Drunk History fame. He has a very special guest with him who I will let him introduce, but I just want to let you know that he will be answering all of your questions. You're in good hands. He's a very smart man who will give you the best advice possible. Derek, take it away. I love you. Thank you very much, Malls. I'm very honored to be uh, the guest host. Is that what you would say here on Please Advise? And I'm very honored to introduce my extremely special guest, my dear friend, Mr. Chuck Ford. Chuck? Hey, Derek. Great to be here. This is a friend of mine. How long have we been friends, Chuck? Um, let's say 12 and a half years. It's about 12 and a half years. And how did we meet? Through the Second City. Yeah, Second City is a improv sketch comedy place started in Chicago. But we met in the one in L.A., and Chuck and I had an instant friendship. We were making good stuff. Derek, just real quick, can you let us know some of the projects that Chuck has done? Or, Chuck, can you tell us about some of your projects that you've done? Yeah, how would we know Chuck Ford, like, the best way to describe Chuck? Well, um, you know, I, I, I was on the Ben show. Yeah, you were on one of the best sketches ever of the Ben show called Fat Kyle. And uh, I broke several chairs and then died in the electric chair. <laughs> it's a great sketch. You know that Courtney Cox is uh, in Drunk History. Oh, wh wh which episode will she be on? She's going to be in the season finale, which is the same one that Molly's in. Well, you know, I don't like to brag, although sometimes I do. Yeah, you should. But when uh, I did that movie... Explain what you did in the movie. Well, It's called The Hands That See. Yeah, well, it's called Sketch Artist 2, Hands That See. Right, sorry. Um, uh, anyway, um, um, I am a, a person that is taken off the street. She's blind. She's blind. And she's been raped. She's been raped by a guy named, uh, an actor, the, I don't remember the name Jonathan of the Jonathan Silverman. No, no, Jonathan Silverman's her husband. Mm. Uh, Michael Nicolosi was the actor that was the rapist. That's right. And... Um, she is the only one that he doesn't kill. So while he's raping her, she feels his face. And then she's able to describe him to the sketch artist. They draw his picture, and then 
they arrest him based on her, but the def- the defense claims that she can't really, you know, uh, um, describe somebody by her hands. So they bring me off the street that she's never seen or nobody in the courts well, ever seen. Well, she can't see at all. No, she can't see. Well, yeah, of course, that she's, that she's never felt, you know, felt a face or anything. And they have her feel my face in the courtroom. And then Jeff Fahey, the sketch artist, comes in and draws my picture. And then the rapist, Michael Nicolosi, freaks out and tries to attack her in the courtroom. What does she say when she feels... She knew exactly what you looked like. Well, I mean, it was scripted. And she had to say, like, oh, he has, you know, a nose like this. And, you know, his eyes are like this. And... Puffy cheeks. Well, I was a little, little light, less heavy than I was back then. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a little heavier now than I was back then. But you look stronger. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely about forty pounds heavier than I was back. <laughs> but then. But you've been working out. Not really. Back then, I was working. I don't know why. Why you know? I just that movie definitely makes me look pretty fat. But like I said, I am fatter now. So. Well, you look good. Oh, well, thanks. Can I give away your age? You look great. Well, uh, yeah, you can give away my age. 51, which yeah, is kind of good luck. It was like, 31 when I did it. I was younger than you now. 31. Yeah, 31. Yeah, and that was another reason Chuck and I connected, because we were both obsessed with numbers. Yeah, and we both like the number 34, and that's how old you are, 34, for at least 12 more days. God, you're amazing. When we recorded this, yes. And you know that while you were 34, the World Series MVP was David Ortiz, who's number 34 last year. Can I ask you a question just in the vein of the show? What is the best advice you've ever been given? Hmm. Can't really, I'm not, I can't really say. Um, Right now? Maybe something there's to think uh, about? Because we're going to be giving. I'll tell you what. This this is not really advice, but this is something somebody said to me once back when I was twenty nine. I I said to this guy, I said I said, man, I'm about to turn thirty. Because I like I feel so old, and I was like, how did it feel to you to turn thirty? He goes, it felt great. And I thought, all right, well maybe it's not that bad. And can I? Yeah, so, yeah, everyone knows I'm 30. I'm okay, yeah, because you just it. turned 30, but now I'm 51. I'm old enough to be your father. That's true. That's very true. My mom is a young mom. She was 53. But I uh, felt like my relationship with my 20s was like by the time I hit 29, I felt like these are my 20s were like a pair of jeans I could donate to the Goodwill. Like I got good use out of my 20s, and so it was easy to part with them. By the time I got rid of them, I was like, why didn't I clean these out earlier? So I was happy to turn 30. I wasted a lot of time during my 20s. I, uh, I, I um, you know, I, at the when I was uh, 23. Which I just like Michael Jordan's was, number. Yeah, 23 Michael Jordan. Uh, I had a good year when I was 23, and I did five extra roles. I did The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Heard of it. Real Men with John Belushi and John Ritter. On my cue. I mean, not John Belushi, J- Jim Belushi. The unfunny Belushi. <laughs> the not, not as funny one. Um, um, no Man's Land with Charlie Sheen and D.B. Sweeney. Oh, love it. Um, Hunter with Fred Dreyer. Remember that? No. He used to play for the Rams, and it was a cop show called Hunter. And you were an extra on that? Yeah, I was extra, and I was also an extra on Moonlighting, the, uh, the, the episode uh, where... Uh, um, Mark Harmon was the guest star. Well, either way, a 51-year-old, very experienced man, and a 34-year-old, unexperienced man, uh, but both with knowledge, we're going to take your calls and give you advice. So let's hear our first caller. Hi, Malls. I was wondering what some of your best advice would be for flirting with an ultimate dream boy please advise thank you for your call uh i've never flirted with a dream boy um but i understand flirting my first uh thing of advice and i'll let chuck answer is if he's a dream boy 
um, that sounds like he's far away. It seems like you're out of touch from him, like he's a fantasy, like you don't have, you need to have a closer connection if he's just a fantasy boy. Like what I'm getting from your voice, you might be intoxicated and he might have a girlfriend. That's what I'm getting from your voice, which I would say stay away. If I'm completely wrong, then I would say just talk to him. Tell him how you feel. I mean, Chuck, like, what's the best well, thing? Well, you know, you know me. I always want girls that I can't have. Well, see, so. I, I'm a, I, I have a girlfriend, and you're a single man. So as a single man, what, like, is a good thing that you love when girls flirt with you? Well, my problem is is that I like girls who are kind of sort of sort of don't give me the time of day because then I – it seems like I want something I can't have. So my advice to her would be to uh, just to act like she doesn't even care about him. Playing hard to get. Yeah. I think that's great advice, Chuck. Play hard to get. Yeah, playing hard to get always seems to work on me. But what about the guys that don't like games? Well, I don't really like games, but it, it, I'm just a sucker for them. That's true, aren't we all? Yeah, we all fall for the games. But what if, like, doesn't that usually imply if you have to play a game that the guy doesn't really like you that much? Well, I don't know. I mean, like Derek said, I mean, if she's talking about he's a dream guy, maybe he is a little out of her reach. Yeah, like she has a disfiguration. Well, dream guy means, like, I'm guessing, like... I know she's not a freshman, but in hindsight, it's like a freshman liking a senior. Got it. Like, you should know your level and... Kind of like Molly Ringwald and 16 Candles. <laughs> I haven't seen that. you never seen 16 Candles? Jake Ryan. Yeah. Who yeah. played that part? Uh, some boy that like, doesn't work anymore, but he was yeah. cute. Oh, like Emilio? No. Different. Well, Emilio, he more brooding. A lot. He was brooding. Yeah. Oh, okay, let's take our next question. Hi, Malls. My name's Clementine. Uh, first of all, I'm a huge fan of yours, and I love the show, your Tumblr. But my question is, do you have any advice on how to be more upfront and honest when dating someone, especially in the beginning? I don't mean like I'm lying about myself, but I have a tendency to be inaccessible and put up a pretty formidable guard. Um, I'm dating this guy, and I'm fairly certain he's pretty against me, but I think he's confused about my level of interest because I'm too freaking scared to let him know that I like him. Um, I'm 25 and have a rad job and generally not a loser, which is why I think he's into me. And I will admit that most of these issues stem from a seven-year on-and-off relationship in which I would pretend I was less into the guy than I actually was in order to keep from scaring him off which, in retrospect, is very dumb, I realize. Um, anyway, please advise on how to be less of an emotional adolescent. Thank you. All right. Uh, Clementine, uh, first of all, love your name. One of my favorite characters of all time from Eternal Sunshine. At 25 years old, from a male point of view, my advice for you is to... Never be afraid to let someone know who you are. As painful as it is, it is better to get your heart broken than to be let on. So your fear of dating this guy that you like but you don't know how much you want to say because you're afraid of getting your heart broken, being... Uh, heartbroken is a lot better than being let on because life is short. Chuck, do you agree? Well, I mean, if she's already dating him and she's, you know, she's sort of already. It got seems her foot like they're the just door, seeing you know? each other. Is what I got. Really? Well, uh, I mean, when I was saying to the, you know, the girl earlier that you know playing hard to get is always seems to work on me, you know. But I mean, if you're already seeing the guy. I think honesty would be the best thing because, like you said, maybe uh, having a broken heart would be... I mean, what if this thing goes on forever and then her heart... The longer it goes on, 
you know, if it's going to end, it's going to hurt more the longer it goes on. Yeah, you. She's got to be herself and let her let him know how she feels. Yeah, if this goes on for like an extended period and then she finds out he's really not that much into her, you know, it's it's going to hurt worse than than it's you know. Than if it she she gets it over with now. Like he's just not that into you. Yeah, the movie that you had had a line in. What was my line? I don't remember something like, "Hey, great party!" Nailed it. <laughs> we brought it up in the last podcast too, by the way. That's Derek's most famous role. Yeah, he has his own show, but Derek's most his claim to fame is saying, "Hey, great party!" And he's just not that into you. With my black girlfriend. Yeah, you um, Derek had a black how girlfriend. How many times? Has Jennifer Aniston been pregnant and it's just a hoax? <laughs> I mean, every six months they put on the cover of a magazine, Jen's pregnant. And bump she's, watch. Does that piss you Do off? Do you know bump watch? Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is, but it sounds like, I guess, you They're know, looking for a baby bump. Yeah, they're looking for a baby. But but she she's never been pregnant any of these times. They've said Nothing she's, she's kept. yeah. Oh, don't. Uh, I'm not saying. I'm yeah. just saying that we don't know. Yeah, but she, I don't know. She, you know, she's like 45 now. Who would you bang first, Courtney Cox or Jennifer Aniston? Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Courtney Cox is like, first of all, I mean, she's she's older. But she touched your face. Well, <laughs> Courtney Cox has a kid, too. You know how I'm sort of, you know, not as much into girls with kids that I am into ones that don't have kids. Why not? I don't know. Just Baggage? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I sit here, I sit here to hit her and, tr- and trash Courtney Cox. But uh, speaking of Courtney Cox, I met her 20 years ago. And... You know, I've never really seen her since. So. But you went to the Friends taping. Yeah, that was I did, and uh, and I I didn't like it because you didn't like the pilot. The, no, I liked the pilot, and I liked the show. I think it's a good show. But um, the guy who was the warm up guy, Roger, was no, it no, no. His name is he calls himself Cato. Uh, he tough. calls himself Cato. That guy is a jerk. Why? Oh, he was just pissing me off, man. Sometimes he does it for Jay Leno too. He call he goes, "I am Cato," and he's like such a jerk. Fuck and him. Plus, plus, you know, uh, you know, Matthew Perry's in Friends, and Matthew Perry was in acting class with me, and the teacher loved him and hated me, so that that didn't really feel that. Nobody good. could. Do you hate. guys want to know something? I found out about a warm up guy that's like shocking. Because of the amount of hours they work a week, they wind up making more than any single person on set per hour. So, like, a warm-up guy gets, like, like six grand for, like, five hours of work. Really? Whereas, like, so, I think like, this guy's name was Bob. They, their breakdown is, like, they make more than any single person on set, which is kind of wild when you think about it. Wow, 6000 for, like, five hours? Yeah, that's my guess. Wow. All right, so we'll cut. I was hoping this guy was broke because he's a jerk. (laughs) So Clementine, um, my second part of advice is to remind you that you're 25, and being 25 is such a great age. Um, As a male, I believe males uh, realize who they are at 30, and females realize who they are between 25 and and 27 so embrace that and take the risk and say how you feel to this man that you love and run the risk of heartbroken because it's better than being let on all right let's take our next caller hey i was wondering if you were going to do a spin-off stone history i think that would be awesome (laughs) bye well, uh, I would love to say great question, but unfortunately, it's a terrible question. Um, I know you're stoned. Um, you didn't name your name, but thank you for supporting. Please advise. Um, hosted by the love of my life. Um, the reason why I would never do stoned history is because 
alcohol does something to all of us that is what made me come up with the idea which makes us feel very confident and we have this like mumbling confidence of knowing exactly what we're saying what marijuana does in my little experience is youth everything is a theory every and it would be three hours long and it would be about the stars and it would be about how 9-11 was an inside job and I'm just not part of that. Do you have anything to say about well, stone history? Well, you know, drunk history's been around now. The, the very first one, which is maybe my favorite one, was the one with Mark Gagliardi. 2007. Okay, I knew it had been around for about seven years or so, seven and a half years. Yeah. So I told you, I used to smoke a lot of pot. And um, I quit. But we call it shoes. We call it shoes. That's our nickname for it, shoes. Um, so I used to do a lot of shoes, as we say. And uh, I, uh, I, I quit on um, February 28th. The last time I did shoes was February 28th, um, 2011. So, so how many days is that? I don't know how many days that is, but it's, it's, um, it's three years... Four months and 18 days since the last time I did shoes. Do you miss it? Oh, uh, yeah, kind of. Like, you know, I'm going to the reggae thing. What's the so, reggae uh, thing? The, the reggae fest at Hollywood Bowl sat Sunday night with Jimmy Cliff. Oh, cool. And I, um, I will be smelling a lot of shoes. And I will be really wanting to do it. And uh, I'll be going with the guy. I don't want to mention his name, but he will definitely be doing shoes. No, oh, I know who you're going. No, does it start with a D? Oh, <laughs> no, 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 it's not you, but it starts with a D. Oh, and then I okay. Don't. Um, but um, um, anyway, um, no, I, I wanted to do. I asked you four or five years ago if you want to do stoned history because I don't particularly like getting drunk. And um, I told you, I said, we should do a stoned history. So this is, you know, the caller, um, this is not something that hasn't been thought of years ago. But, you know, um, marijuana Sorry, also. This is a fresh idea, well, but thanks. You know, marijuana also is not legal, except for in Colorado and, uh, you know, uh, Washington State. It's like 11 State. states. Though, yeah. Are there eleven really now? That in it's Massachusetts, it's legal. Wow, but but you can't do it like on the street or anything, or like in a bar. That's questionable. Either I way, way, I wish it was legal everywhere, and you could like. Would like, you get back to doing shoes if it was legal? I might. You agree? Stone history wouldn't work because when you're stoned, you just love to talk. Oh. I don't know. I'm not sure. I totally agree with that. I think stoned history might work, but um, you gonna steal it? Uh, no, I'm not gonna steal it because I mean, I, I it's like I said, it's illegal. So, Mr. No. Derek has a pretty good, pretty good thing going on. Am I wrong? I feel all right with. I feel like it might be a cool, like, kind of idea. Stoned history. No, your idea, drunk yeah, I, history. I'm happy with drunk history. I think it's going to work, drunk history. I think it'll tick off. All right, so let's explain the next segment, uh, Miles, if you can come in as I untie you. Okay, so this is Drink Up, where we review a different drink every week. We were generously provided with a bottle of Pura Vida tequila because, Chuck, you specifically requested tequila. Is that wrong? Oh, I, I definitely do like uh, tequila. It's probably my favorite uh, alcoholic um, beverage. Why is that? I don't know, because um, my favorite drink is probably a margarita, and it has tequila in it. And um, I like the song Tequila Sunrise by the Eagles. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, I, I had a great experience a long time ago, before you were born. Oh, really? In 1983, I went to Tijuana with my brother, <laughs> and we found. I want to see Chuck and TJ. That's one of my. That's my life right there. We found a liquor store that was selling bottles of tequila, like fifths of tequila. You're not going to believe this, for a dollar a bottle. What? Yeah, and I was I was 19 at the time, and. Um, 
I don't know how we got them across the border because you're only allowed to take one per person across the border, but they didn't check our ID. I mean, I was almost 20 and he was almost 18, but the drinking age was 21. And what we did was we had about five bottles. So I carried one, he carried one, and we found these other three people that were just crossing the border. We, they carried three, and because they carried three, we let them keep one. That was nice of you. So I brought back four to, you know, you know about the spring of 83 when I discovered the force and everything at UT. And Explain when, it, though. Well, I mean, it was like the spring quarter at the University of Tennessee when I was 19 from the um, end of March to the beginning of June was the most awesome three months of my life. I mean, it was just, it was just an unbelievable party. I mean, of course, back then I was smoking a lot of pot. Shoes. Shoes. We had unbelievably beautiful girls at the pool every day. Like they would, what would they have? They, like they lay out. They would in bikinis, laying out with uh, with uh, coconut oil. You could go down to the pool and you could smell the coconut oil fifty feet before you got to the pool. And the other smell I remember was uh, the other smell I remember. No, I mean it was that's it was, a good transition. Because the coconut oil smells really good. It's real good. Yeah, and then and then the, what else did you smell? Well, the other thing I smelled was back in the dorm when people would do shoes. You know, um, we they there would be um, um, incense. Oh. So people would burn a lot. So the two smells that remind me of 1983 are coconut oil. <laughs> You know, like like tropical blend, the savage tan. Mm. Have you ever smelled that stuff? So good. Oh, it smells so good. Or Hawaiian tropics. I mean that stuff. And the girls at UT were just so. Incredible. So maybe you should advise like some of the girls listening, like bring coconut oil back. Well, I wouldn't advise anybody to lay out in the sun because. That's a good way to get skin cancer. Yeah, and that. you know that's um, good advice, Chuck. Yeah, I wouldn't really uh, advise anybody to lay out in the sun, but I do think coconut oil does smell kind of sexy. So maybe okay, before wait, sex. You... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. So, do you guys mind if I quickly transition this coconut oil moment into our segment? Drink up. Yeah. yeah, explain what we got here. So Pura Vida Tequila has provided us with something called a sangarita, which is a, a little bit of an after drink for the tequila. It takes the bite off the tequila, I That's believe. That's the red stuff. Yes, and it tastes a little bit like a Bloody Mary from what I can smell. I personally haven't had it. I want you guys to be virgins to the experience. We are. And um, take a little shot of tequila, a little a bit. A little, like, not the whole take thing. Take a halfy, I think, and then you take a sip of the sangarita, see how it feels. See, that's your chaser right there. You take the edge off. Mm. It's good. You like it? Yeah, at first, I thought the tequila was too strong. It's kind but, of sweet tequila. But the Bloody Mary evened it out. Yeah, the tequila's kind of sweet, actually. It's actually really sweet. I'm going to finish this. Can we finish them? Finish anything you want, I think Bill. that's the best way to do it. You're real greased up for the bowl tonight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're going to get there on, kind of on one. So you're going to the Hollywood Bowl tonight. What are you going to see? I'm seeing the DreamWorks Animation Concert, which um, has things like Kung Fu Panda. Oh, like Jack Black? Yeah. Your friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they show the cartoons on the big screen while they play the music. I, I saw the program. Where are you sitting? Oh, uh, I've got a cheap seat. Well, at least you'll be able to see it. Yeah, I just... I'm, I'm actually more excited about the uh, the reggae thing on Sunday. and Yeah, because you'll be smelling shoes. I'm actually, what I'm really excited about is going to that Angels-Orioles game on Monday. Sorry, buddy. I'm going to be rooting for the Angels. Fuck you. <laughs> Orioles will kill them. Uh, let's go to the next caller. Yeah, hey, Mal. Love the show. Just wondering how long it takes to film each storyline, and um, how do you know when someone's drunk enough to get going? And has anybody ever... It's such an alky that they just don't get drunk. Thanks for everything. Love the show, man. Uh, hi, young gentleman. Um, first of all, my girlfriend's name is uh, Molly, not Mel. Um, second of all, how drunk do they have to get? And has anyone 
just been such a drunk where you can't tell if they're drunk. Yeah, there's some people that get drunk and you can't tell the difference. But the main purpose of drunk history is that it's passionate people that are having trouble articulating their passion. Um, but yes, there are. there have been a lot of people that you see drinking that you're like, wait, are they drunk? Which is the only reason why in the second drunk history on YouTube, I wanted to include Eric Faulkner puking was because people thought it was fake and people were acting drunk. Nobody can act drunk. What about Duncan Trussell puking? Yeah. That was in the one for HBO. Yeah, that was HBO. Tessa that was Edison. gross. Yeah, sorry, Chuck. That really was, that was, ugh. Did that uh, piss no, you off? It, it kind of did piss me off a little bit. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't even want to talk about it. I shouldn't have brought it up. And also your question about how long it takes to film. It's five to six hours of dealing with a drunk so uh, when people always say, I'm so jealous of your job, imagine 30 nights shooting five to six hours of talking to a drunk person and then let me know if you're jealous, <laughs> jealous of my job. Thank you for your question. Okay, so uh, our next uh, piece of uh, questions for advice comes from a letter. And we understand sometimes people are nervous to have their voice heard on here, which is understood, and you email us, which is really cool. So here's an email we received asking for advice. Uh, I'm going to have my special guest, Chuck Ford, read it. You ready? Yeah, just get close to the mic. Okay. Hi, Malls. Sorry I can't call in with my question, but I have a pretty recognizable voice, and I don't need the people on my life to know that I'm considering an escort journey for myself. I'm on a grinder, I'm on grinder and Tinder, but have come to accept that only the only guys who message me are gay PR boy nightmares, and this might not be my moment for love. Which is fine. The other kind of messages that I get are offers of money for sexual services. I've had one guy offer to buy me an iPad or give me $500 cash to blow him, <laughs> and another guy offered 250 for a weekly arrangement where I go to his house and fuck him and hang out for an hour. Jeez. Right now I'm waiting tables to pay bills and trying to make a name for myself doing stand-up comedy, so a little extra money would go a long way in making more time to do what I love. I said no to both of these guys, but I've been thinking about it, and I know I'm cute, and in my heart of hearts, don't have any kind of ethical issues with prostitution. I guess my only hesitation is having to tell my future husband that I hoard myself out to pay for improv classes and also getting <laughs> murdered. What should I do, Malls? Piz advice? Thanks, M. So his name's M. That's the darkest column, please advise history. And wow. Well, isn't, it a, isn't it a girl? No, it's a guy. It's a guy? He's a guy talking about... Oh, it's a guy? It's a gay guy, hon. It's a oh, gay okay. guy talking about whoring himself out. Oh. It doesn't make a difference, though. Answer it like it was a girl. Like, what is your advice for so Don't anyone? do it. Male or female? Nobody should ever whore themselves out for money. No way. Why? Because it's just wrong. I mean, it's like, what if, you know what, I mean, I guess if they use a rubber, it's not going to be as, <laughs> as, you know, it's not going to be as, as, you know, you're not going to maybe catch a disease or something. But, but it's still the idea that you're whoring yourself out. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's wrong. I just, I, don't, I can't, I'm not on board with it at all. Well, do you know what Tinder is? Yeah, Brian's on Tinder. Brian, my friend. What about Grinder? That one, I don't know what the. That's a, it's like a that's guy. That's the gay it's, version. That's a guy. And it okay. geolocates you, and you can find all the gay guys in your area that are uh, down to okay. hook up or talk. All right. Either way, Chuck, I'm on board with you. Uh, male or female, um, human beings, black or white, we have the same blood. Uh, a soul is a soul. Do not sell your soul for money. I can I interject? 
Uh, you're gone. I think it's a person-to-person basis. I think that it's about To whore yourself, yourself out. Hun, I'm going to be honest with you. I personally could never do that, but at the same time, I have no judgment towards people that do that because that's their own uh, that's their own evaluation of their heart. Um, There's I, no heart in whoring yourself out. I think you're, that for you're some ask, people, you're being it's a means lazy. of survival. No, you're being lazy saying... I don't think this guy should blow someone for his waiting job, but in can general... I, yeah. Like, I think... Using sex to get money is lazy. The bottom line is get a fucking job and then you won't have to lie to anyone about where you got your money from. Get a job, male or female. Like, I don't believe in a, like... Yeah, I don't believe in whoring yourself When you're out. talking about a $500 bonus for an iPad or an improv class, that is not a reason to whore yourself out. But if you're like a homeless person that doesn't have that's the option to get a job, that's not the question here. This is a thing. guy who wants to I know, to but get, you're making a generalization about... Give a blowjob for an iPad. You're making a generalization about sex work, which I don't think is... That's not my that's not my personal motto. So like if there's anyone well, out there Well your body's your body's nobody's that, body but mine. Exactly. And so if there's anyone out there that has done this, I don't we're not judging you. We're just I would saying, never judge someone who's done it, but I will give my point of view on advising someone on if you wanna take improv classes. I came out here at twenty and I wanted to take improv classes. Right. And what did I do? I interned. Which Improving is that whoring? Is kind yeah. of. Yeah. I kind of whored myself. You interned at Second City? And UCB. Oh. Angela Kinsley from the office made me clean shit off a toilet oh. so I could take classes. I didn't have to How suck dicks. How many levels dicks. did you go through at UCB? I meant to say I owe. I do not judge anyone for the choices that they make in their life. What this show is and what I'm trying to say is my advice. If your goal is what I'm, what Chuck just read, is making a name for yourself and taking improv classes, the way to do that is not by whoring yourself out. Well, he could get the whole thing paid for at UCB if he interns over there. Well, he's probably like living in Texas or something. Yeah. And he doesn't have like any options except to suck dick. Yeah. But there are other ways to do what you want to do but selling your body your body is the strongest instrument you'll ever have don't abuse it i just want to say something about improv classes in general i <laughs> cannot understand groundlings they have this thing where groundlings you work hold your on way let me up. just in case People that are listening don't know what Groundlings is. This is where Phil Hartman started. This is where Will Ferrell, Sherry O'Terry, Chris Kattan, very broad characters. Go ahead. Yeah, but the thing is, is that they take people who are really good, and I'm going to mention some names, even though you want to name they job? May, even though they they may not want me to say that they were voted out, but I'm going to say Hal Rudnick, Jennifer Smedley. Um, I think Andrea Kanzler, you know, Andrea's very pretty, uh, and Jen's very cute, too. Pretty. Um, 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 all of them have made it to the point where they're able to do shows, which is very competitive. If you get into, like, what's called Sunday Company, you've really gone a long way, but all three of them, I believe, have been voted out. And I don't understand this thing about how you can get in and then get voted out and how who's voting anyway What is this the skulls No it's it's with a, Joshua the, Jackson Yeah yeah I mean or 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 survivor you know or or big brother Yeah fuck that you you're there funnier or not next Hi I'm just calling to ask a question um regarding advice on whether or not I should move to England next semester um I would be quitting my job and everything like that, so... Thank you for your call. Uh, my advice... First of all, I don't know how old you are. Uh, by the sound of your voice, you're between the age of 20 and 23. Um, I think any time getting out of your comfort zone 
is a positive thing. Um, leaving your comfort zone, you get to know who you are and what you really care about. I've never been to England, so I can't say, yeah, move to England. It's chic as fuck, you'll love. Molly has been to England, and as she says, it's chic as fuck. Uh, me not ever having gone to England will say, I just recommend going out of your comfort zone to help find yourself. Moving, as in like, going to England and living there for a long time, it just depends on what you want to do with your life. Really, all the advice that this guy named Derek that's speaking can give is finding who you are. And I believe finding who you are is getting out of your comfort zone. Well, um, I've been to England once a long you have? time ago. Yeah, I've been there in 1984. Oh, that's and, good. And uh, I think it's okay. That's when Molly was born. Oh, uh, well, the thing I like about London is the theater. It's gorgeous. I was there eight nights. I wish we would have seen Snoopy. No, you know, you know Snoopy? The, like the, Snoopy? I fucking wish there was a Snoopy musical when I went. No, the, I saw the Bodyguard the, 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 the musical. The, 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 no, 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 I think it's called Snoopy the Musical. I died um, for that. Or well, Garfield. Was it like Charlie Brown? Snoopy? I can tell you the exact day we got there. What day? We got we we flew from Tennessee to Dallas, which is backward. You go west before you go east. Right. So it's out of the way, but Dallas is the main hub and you fly directly from Dallas to London. We left on May 12th, but we arrived on May 13th. We sp- we did not go to Snoopy the Musical. I don't think it was Good, Good Man Charlie Brown. I think it was called Snoopy the Musical. It wasn't Snoop Dogg. Well, no, it was it was the Peanuts characters. Oh. And um, um, we didn't go to that. My dad didn't want to go to that. But then the second night, we went to go see West Side Story, probably the greatest musical ever. Then we saw... Annie is better. Then we saw Guys and Dolls the next night. I played Harry the Horse. Then we went to Paris for five nights, and we got back, and we saw Evita. We saw um, Starlight Express. Pretty cool. We saw Pygmalion with Peter O'Toole. Dead for you. I love that. Um, We saw Singing in the Rain. love a Pygmalion moment for you, Chuck. I love that you saw Singing in the Rain. And we saw Cats. Meow, oh, meow, 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 lasagna. Seven, seven shows in I nights. dreamed a dream. And I wish we'd have gone to Snoopy so I could say we went to a show every night. But the, we, we left on the 12th. We arrived on the 13th. We went back on the 26th. So they were there 13 nights. Eight nights oh, in England and so five like nights. 13's like kind of bad luck, though. Yeah, but it was a 14-day trip because it started on May 12th and ended on May 26th. I love the theater. I didn't love England. I love the theater. Would you recommend this young lady to move to England? If that's, you know, if she really wants to, I, 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 if she, I would say in six months, if, if the, the theater's pretty expensive, but, you know, I would... I would tell anybody to go to England or to go to New York to see theater. I'm going to say the gamble of her voice sounds very Midwestern. Yeah. That she's from the Midwest, that she needs to venture out. I think I think she needs to see some theater. Okay. Uh, next call. Hello, Mog. I'm a big fan of your blog. And I just had a question. Um, how do you deal when a friend comes out? the closet to you like what do you say to them like how do you help them through it thank you please get back to me my name is nanny and thank you thank you for your call um for your question about a friend who wants to come out and you don't know how to deal with it i believe at 34 years old that I am, the one thing that I've learned in my life is acceptance. And it is the one thing that lacks 
in general public and to accept a person for who they are is what they need to hear. Whatever they are, whatever they love, whatever they hate, whatever they, whatever they prefer, to have a friend that accepts them. If your friend, Nanny, is only coming to you to say that they're coming out, take that as a gift, because that's trust. That's love. Chuck, have you ever had a friend that has let you know that they're gay? Not really. I mean, I, I, uh, I don't think I've ever had a friend that I knew that I thought was straight that, that came out as gay. Um, I, I think everybody that I've ever known, uh, I've, they've already, they've, I've already known what they were. You know, um, and, you know, I'm 50, you're 34, I'm 51. I mean, yeah. so I've been around 16 more years than you have. That's true. But um, um, I think, you know, all, like, you know I, I'm a firm believer that all people are created equal. Amen. So, you know, I think just, you know, it's not, I don't think it's something, it's not something that she needs to worry about because, you know, it's, it's she, like you said, accept him either way. I don't think it's anything to worry about. Not at all. And and I, uh, from my standpoint, and not to sound preachy, that I believe everyone here on earth is here for a reason. And certain things we choose to do and certain things we have to do. And what's in your heart is the most important thing. So you, Nanny, as a friend, just accepting your friend coming out will do more than you will ever know. I don't want to quote Katy Perry and say you're a firework, but I will say you will make your friend feel like a firework by saying it's okay. Because you know what's not okay? Is denying who you are. So accept your friend who he is and let him know that it's okay because we're all this we're all the same but we all have different taste and that is a damn good thing cuz if I we were all add? the same it would be terrible Honey, I'm sorry to interrupt. Can I just add What's your name? Hmm. Um I think that homosexuality or preference sexual preference is obviously linked biologically and the correct response when someone has the courage to admit that they are biologically linked to a different set of preferences than the norm whether it be a learning disability or a sexual preference or anything that's different the answer is congratulations and thank you for sharing that with me congratulations you, for knowing who yeah, you are and thank you for sharing that it. with me yeah. Congratulations on your acceptance of yourself. I'm proud of you. I'm proud that you chose me to be a part of your life like this. Thank you for the trust. And that's it. That's it. You're I exactly right. You're perfect. You're you're dead on. And and that's how we're gonna close. That's how we're gonna close this podcast. Uh, I'm gonna give my closing words. I want Chuck to give his closing words and Molly as well. Uh, I've been very honored that Molly invited me to guest host. The biggest advice that I can give is what I've learned is to be you. And if you're not you, you will live in regret and hesitate of doing the things that you want to do. Be you and do not worry of the things that may come of accepting who you are. Because there is no one else like you, Stuart Smalley. Just kidding. Uh, go ahead, Chuck. Well, just in closing, um, I'd just like to say thanks for uh, thanks to you and Molly for uh, inviting me to do this podcast. And uh, I'm on my way to the Hollywood Bowl at 8 o'clock tonight. But what's your advice for anyone that's maybe lost? Well, I think we're all lost a little bit. I mean, I'm 51. I haven't completely found myself, you know, and it's yeah. like 
I mean, it's like, it's so hard because, you know, there's, there's just so many different, you know, ways to go in this world. And, you know, like the, you know, we've decided to go into the entertainment industry, you know, and, you know, my dad decided to go into psychiatry. My mom and brother decided to go into law. You know, it's, it's like, you know, like I said before, everybody is created equally. So yeah. even a man who's worth billions is still just basically the same as a homeless person. So, Amen. Good word, Chuck. Molly? Well, that's it. I mean, I think I just want to thank Derek and Chuck for being here today. And please check out Please Advise on social. That's at Please Advise on Twitter. You can check out pleaseadvise.tumblr.com. Just search us on the web. We also want to say thank you to Pura Vida Tequila. You guys can find them online at uh, Tequila Pura Vida on Twitter. Just search them, Google them. You'll find them on Facebook and Instagram as well. We want to thank Pretzel Crisps for hooking us up with snacks to eat today. And, of course, our friends at SoundCloud. We want to thank the like the Loudspeakers Network, which has hooked us up beyond. We're so thrilled to be a part of you, the Loudspeakers Network. And you can find us on SoundCloud. One of their partners at soundcloud.com slash please advise. It's PLZ. And we want to know your updates. So please call us at 323-450-7408 or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. We'll put you back on the pod with updates on your advice that you've gotten. Thank you so much to everyone who called. Last week's favorite caller, I want to give a song to the girl who called about her roommate. This week, Derek's going to pick the winner for that 129. That's a song that we send to a person, which costs $1.29. And we're going to also give a song away to anyone who retweets, reblogs, or gives us five stars and rates us in iTunes. You're automatically entered. We'll pick one of you and we'll send you a song that costs $1.29 on iTunes. But you got to retweet, reblog. Love your faves, but we don't need your faves. Derek? Who do you pick this week? Who's your favorite caller? Clementine, and I want to give her the song from Eternal Sunshine, uh, We All Have to Learn Sometime by uh, Beck. That's a great song. It's not from him. It's a cover, and I can't think of the band that wrote it, but I think it's called The Kingsman, but... Either way, Clementine gets my favorite caller. You will get that song. Everybody's got to learn sometime. Okay, thanks so much. And this was Please Advise. Thanks so much, Derek. Thanks so much, Chuck. 410.